Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger. I used to host the Art of Charm Podcast, but now it's time for something new. The Jordan Harbinger Show. Did you know you can be entertained and actually get a boost in your life at the same time? On this show, we dig into the superpowers of the world's most interesting thinkers and top talents. Then we deliver them to you right into your ears. But I get it. We're not all superheroes. That's why we give you their blueprint so you can live what you listen. After a thousand interviews, learning five languages, and getting arrested in a country that doesn't even exist anymore, I'm now more ready than ever to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. Listen free to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. Hey, welcome to Drop Through Podcast, everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Remember all the people to support to be a part of the show. Don't forget that opioid saga. That's going to be a multi-part series you want to check out. The ultimate story, how we got to this mess that we're in. Taking it all the way back to the Neanderthals. Don't forget the uh, swinging sounds also, volume one, two, and three. And now the Sklar Brothers. Gentlemen, welcome. Yes. Oh, it's so good what to a, be here. What a treat to be here. Thank you for having now, us. Now, um, Randy Jason, of course, but um, why not call it shit talk? I, you know, so that's a great thing. So you're talking about our documentary that you very generously donated your time to. Which, you, which you, I recommend that just if you want to, I, I, the, the trailer is so good. Yeah. I think it sells it. So yeah. if you want to go see this, watch the trailer. You just get it online. Anywhere, yeah, it's right? online. If you look yeah. up Poop Talk, it was called yeah. Poop Talk. Look, I mean, we as creative dudes ourselves, we wanted to call it either talking shit, oh, shit talking talk, shit, the fecal matters. Fecal matters. Oh, come, come on. Now that we're up against the Black Panther, we want to call it the Brown Panther. <laughs> we could have called it the shape of toilet water. Oh, we could have is... called it Lady Turd. I mean, <laughs> we're looking at Oscar. No. You so. need to have like subtitles. Oh, it's subtitles. So when it came down to it, what we realized is we had a movie that wasn't so... Graphic. Scat- scatologically graphic, if you will. It was it was really a movie about why is this a difficult something that everybody does, but it's a difficult thing for people to talk about. Yeah. It was much more about how people wrestle with an issue that's tough to talk about. So it was less about like your crazy, disgusting shit stories. It was it was, more- it was not aristocrats. No. Well, yeah. Although there is there are some amazing stories. I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> some amazing but, stories. But, but, but it's stories. more about why does this bother us so much? What? How did oh. we get to this place and should we be talking about it more? And yeah. or maybe know, we're doing it right. We don't know. And we just kind of what we were realizing is people's approach to this thing was kind of a portal into their human. <laughs> you said portal. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, like, look, we sat down. We shittle. <laughs> we sat down. So ultimately, poop talk tended to be like, all right, this is a movie that could reach a lot of people. And well, maybe the specify. more simple the name. What it is. 50 actors and comedians interviewing about pooping and shitting. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Shit As well as doctors and scientists and other folks. It's premiering Friday, February 16th. It's in theaters and video on demand. You can uh, probably the is Supersclars.com have the Super, trailer? Yeah, and uh, the trailer will be at... Uh, if you go to Poop... If you look up uh, Poop Talk on, on YouTube, YouTube you'll find talk. it. Yeah, poop I talk just, just, just Gmail. I mean, uh, Google. And you'll find the trailer. came right up, right? You'll yeah. find the trailer, and it's kind of a... It's in, it's gonna I think be your a, daughter coined the phrase of the title. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. taught... So when we were being interviewed... On the phone, it's in the trailer. She said, "Are you done with your poop talk?" And then we're like, "Maybe that should be the name of yeah. the movie." Oh. So it's organic. It came out of the thing. Is my that in the, in the, yeah, it's in the in the movie? movie. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So in the middle of us being interviewed, I got a phone call. It was my daughter, and I asked her on the phone, "Did you poop today?" And she's like, oh, "God, Dad," <laughs> which is weird because they're the most public. Yeah, they're kids. they're cojones kids. of yeah, yeah kids. The kids. 
she, like my daughter will go on a plane and poop and not flush, which I'm like, that in some countries is seen as a threat. That's <laughs> an act of aggression. You know what I'm saying? They don't I think they, that started World War One. <laughs> Someone took a shit in Archduke Ferdinand's toilet and, and left then it then there. No, I think you took a shit, bought a sandwich, and then walked out yes. and then shot the guy. And then shot, shot the guy. guy. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, but, but kids are pretty cool But it is interesting, it. isn't it, that there's some development. I don't know if you get into this in the movie or not, but it's some developmental aspect to it, which you don't, you're not born ashamed of it, but it no. kind of kicks in with even with without puberty or even before without a lot of social overtones and then the social overtones take it all the way home That's so I right. got a 12 so my oldest daughter is 12 and my youngest is 10 they still are okay with like pooping with the door open in my house yeah. and 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 t- having a conversation while we're you know it's it still is very I kind of want to hold on to this as long as I can because the great thing in three years from now they're going to love that you talked about this oh, oh yes. yeah they're going to yes. google it and love that but they're going to be uh, so happy so no no not that you did this film but you had talked you about this about them. Here yes. today, yeah. Well, here's the deal. In three years, they're not going to, want to hear anything from me. So who cares? Goes right? Saying. Who cares? You know, you've mm-hmm. been through it. So who cares? Mm-hmm. But uh, it you is have daughters at least. Yeah, I know. It's it's a little better for yes. the Yes, I have a, I have a son and mom a daughter. Mom will eat poop. Yeah, yeah mom mom's going to have a rough She's ride. Have a rough, rough go of it. But, uh, you know, as long as they don't direct the anger towards me, I'm fine. <laughs> no, but it, it, was, it was fascinating to do. You know, it's so funny. We did an interview with. Because we grew up or spent five years in New York in our de- sort of in our developmental professional life, ninety four to ninety nine, and right when New York won, kind of blasted out and became its own sort of news thing. And when we were just back there, we did we did first of all we did Doctor Oz's show, and then we did New York won while we were there. And the woman who's the kind of the main reporter there, Roma Tori. She tweeted out to us, you know, hey, if we actually started talking about poop a little bit more, maybe people would not be so weird about getting screened for colon cancer and stuff. Like if we removed the taboo. Yeah. And then we started. That's, that's more about the asshole than poop, though. It is true, but, like, but it's all get... the same area. I mean, let's... no, but I mean, the, 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 having approached many, many yes, an asshole sure. uh, filled with poop, sure, yeah. sure. Um, it's messing with the asshole. The, the poop, they don't really care about because you're going after to get the poop, by the yeah, way, many right. times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's the asshole that they yeah. object to. So. Sure. But uh, but uh, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe we'll reduce it. I like her. I like the way she's I thinking. I like the way she's And then we thought, started thinking, it oh, could sh- lead to many asshole conversations. Right? It, although it definitely leads to discussions and also like why America is fighting the bidet. As as uh, that's, that's kind of what we found thing. out. Yeah, we found out through this show. Like, why, oh. why are we fighting it so well, much? Well, all I remember <laughs> is it a waste of water. Well, or? no, you're not going to find Mr. Corolla fighting the bidets. You, did you no. do ACS? Oh, that man Cor- loves. He, yes, we did. Yes, we did. did he he's in the film you? and he talked about he, his he toilet seat. He talked about the fact that he goes on the road with his toilet seat under his arm and takes. Did the he tell you the first time he encountered oh, yeah. said a Japanese instrument? No. We were at the what, now the London. It was uh-huh. not the London then. He talks about it, and Rob Corddry talk about it in terms that like like they're talking about their children. Well, I want More you to know I was there. Children. I was there, you and he there. called me and insisted <laughs> I come down and see. See it and see it and and feel the heat yeah. and mm-hmm. look at the the power the stream, of the jet stream yes, out the, the of the undulation. Toilet. Yes, he he. I mean, we he waxed poetic for about it's a mm, treat. Like, what's today? About sixteen years after <laughs> okay. that, it is. Uh, he, and to this day, he can tell you how great it felt the very first time. Yeah. So he now, to be fair, the issue with Mr. Corolla is as he has described to me. Cleaning the poop for him is like trying to get peanut butter out of shag carpet. Yeah, and so the bidet, <laughs> the bidet, the bidet will, will take care of all sure. that. Sure, someone in the movie said so, if you got if you had a piece of poop on your arm, 
Ah. Would you take a dry towel and right. wipe it off? No, no you, you would get, get soap, soap and water and clean it off. Well, so now, why would you do that? But what has suddenly come in though are these like little chucks, the wipes. Yeah, the, the wipes. Moist wipes. Yeah, the moist wipes have now that been, has come so, in. Maybe that is the little baby step towards the bidet because in every other, in many all European cultures, it exists. In Japan, it exists. And many, many, many people use it. There will never paper. be a bidet. There could be the, the toilet seat ad- adaptation. Right. There but will never, never be a separate never. toilet no seat way. in an American bathroom no that way. has a standard. I agree thing. with you on yeah. that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'll allow that. Yeah. But there will be <laughs> the – and, and to be fair, there's a whole female element in the bidet's um, – just that it's a if French efficacy. Yes. Yeah. That's re- different than the poop issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do believe, first of all, there is sexual stimulation. Oh, uh, I did not know When that. it comes to the what's going well, up there. That explains a bit. So I do think that there are probably people who are fearful of their own sexual pleasure to be well, derived from that. And to be from, fair, you know. I think the American looks at that and goes, oh, that's right. The Europeans don't bathe. This yeah, is their right. idea this of is a their bath. way of a. This, this is, is their, their idea of a bath. Yeah. And, this and is as so close as water you shooting so up from the toilet. We're a little offended by that yeah. because we take baths every day. But again, back to Corolla, never takes a bath. Yeah, or a shower. He never takes a shower. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now he does. He he's a conscientious objector to soap and water right now. Mm-hmm. However, he insists on jumping in a cold pool every day because that's manliness. That's building grit. But it has nothing to do with the water and the washing because he yeah. would gladly avoid He's that. He's not. He will avoid that. the washing. Mm-hmm. God, why did so. I just shake his hand? Jeez, he oh, him. We'll give you a whole disquisition on, on whole... why soap is evil and we bought into the man's uh, sales BS and we don't need it and we're washing off essential oils and blah, a Yeah. I mean, I bet there's a happy medium yes, for what he's medium. saying. We, we probably overdo it here, but who cares? Right. right. I'm happy to do so. I actually like smelling like rose water. Yes. Thank I you. actually truly enjoy that. I yes. Just, and I would bar. argue that, good that women have very sensitive sense of smell and we're trying to Keep impress our ladies them, happy, yeah, impress them, so therefore we will do so. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That there's does uh, it, it does it ever take over the idea because your own personal pheromones or whatever yeah. you sort of release out into mm-hmm. the world that gets you can't up. you can't suppress that completely. Not completely, and I would argue way more is made of that than probably is. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably really anything. But Gary, do you think I was thinking about this this morning when I took my cold shower? <laughs> Why? I mean, Adam would not have any water exposure were it not for the cold, right? Is that about right? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I understand the we're, question. We're talking about the bidet being the way Europeans bathe and that Adam does not bathe and would not use soap, but probably wouldn't even expose himself to water more than once every week or two. No, I, I think he washes his hands every now and then. But I mean his body. Yes, no. It, it we're not him jumping in the pool to get the cold. Right. That's all he does that for. Yeah, that's right. How does he not get like chlorinated hair and stuff? I was thinking about this this morning. Like I did that was my that was my move when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm in the pool all the yeah, time. Yeah, right? really? I, mean, I ended up with about. very very green hair right yeah. that summer. That's Interesting. true. We'd have to investigate. There's a possibility that he does a quick rinse afterward, uh, but also his hair is not normal uh, hair material. Yeah, it's a brillo true. pad of. It is like yeah. a bizarre, like impenetrable, yeah. almost like a. It's like, like a, a helmet. Jufro helmet. Yeah, I don't, I don't helmet. know if it, it reacts to chlorine the way a normal human male would. Well, you, it's the color of your hair, interestingly. Does, would yours? Uh, I don't think it's – my hair has never changed color as okay. a result of it, right. but I do know what you're talking about with like the funk. Yeah. If you, if <laughs> you like were to tint. just go to the pool like we used to do in the summertime, like yes. you just go to like the Jewish Community Center <laughs> pool every day like in the summer. Yeah, yeah, like everybody does. <laughs> you know, like Went everyone. there every day and swam in the pool yeah. and just didn't shower for a I couple did that, of weeks. I did that at age 11. I did that. Right, so, so then your hair, hair turned green. 
Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember my mother looking at me going, what, what the hell? Like, what? <laughs> you need to take a shower. I mean, why? I'm in the pool every day. <laughs> yeah. Why should I? I'm it's in the ocean and the pool. There's Chemicals. water on me. What do you, what do you mean? Chemicals I'm are cleaning me off. in the water the whole day. What's Oof. washing going to do? Okay. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. Uh, good times. Uh, what else do you guys, anything else coming up for you two? Or we have, uh, you're always out. I see you everywhere. I know. We've got, um, we just finished a very cool project that is going to be released in probably the next two months, maybe two Month. months through with Audible. That was mm. fascinating. It was, it's a stand up project. Sort of when we go out on the road and do stand up, usually the first five to 10 minutes of our show, we try and, ex- first of all, we're there for a weekend. We're away from our families, which sucks. Yeah. We try and experience as much of the town as we can and write comedy about what they're going through and what wherever you are yeah, yeah because comedy are. takes us to places that we would probably not travel to some places some we would like I'd go to Denver I'd go to Austin I'd go to Portland but would I go to Charlotte probably not Tulsa on my own would I go to these places and probably. do comment at that night yeah yes. we try and write yeah. about it and, and over the course of a weekend yeah. try and develop some material yeah. about them yeah. we thought that would be a cool thing to document Plane lands on Thursday. Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. So you actually hear us going around and you you hear – it's basically like two documentaries in one. What it's like to be in those towns right now. What is Tulsa – what is Kansas City grappling with? How has weed changed Denver? You know, has Have tech bros priced out gay culture in San Francisco? We, what are they dealing with? And then how does an observation turn into a funny thought, which turns into a joke, which ultimately turns into a bit on stage? And That's then great. did we get it right? The last 10 minutes is our set. And Eat, then, so we, with Audible, we, we said, let's make a, a big sort of audio book, 10 chapters, 10 cities. Mm. Each city is a chapter and cool. we go around. So I bet, I bet you learned something about comedy. Right? So much about comedy. Yeah. So much about the cities. So much about the cities. So here's the crazy thing. So we decided to start this thing. And the very first weekend we did was in San Diego, the weekend after Trump got elected. Oh. So the next 13 months, which was is the most tumultuous year I can remember yeah. of our nation's history, mm-hmm. we when everyone retreated into their bubbles, and God knows I wanted to just stay here in, mm-hmm. in this bubble, we were going to Indiana and Oklahoma and Texas and Missouri and Kansas and Wisconsin. We were hitting the states that were probably purple and red and whatnot. Yeah, sure. And so what it is is a document of what the whole – that what everybody was going through during that time and you wow. hear through our material what it is so we put together this thing and then we're going to pull about six to eight minutes of material from each city and release a comedy and make a comedy album. album oh great so the whole thing is called Sklars and Stripes oh my god that's great it's what coming a great out idea. Audible and that'll be out soon and of course this movie which we're again so excited about Blinds Galore believes that you deserve high-quality custom-built blinds and shades, and that is exactly what you will get. We got them. Corolla's got them. Everybody's got them. They are so good. They will walk you through every stage of the process. They are not your average window treatments. Everyone at Blinds Galore is 100% custom. That's right, hand-built from scratch and created for your exact measurements. Just for your windows, if you're not happy, they will make sure you are happy with exactly what you get. The team of experts are located in California, down in San Diego, and they cannot wait to help you online or over the phone with anything you need. And I'm telling you, they are responsive. BlindsGalore.com was the first place where you could buy custom window treatments online, and they know their stuff. I've got them, as I said, we we love. I look at them all the time and think, oh, I'm, I'm just happy with them. They have over 15 years of experience selling blinds and shades. They have mastered the art. Come on now. You deserve it. Go ahead and do it. Cover up those windows with BlindsGalore.com. BlindsGalore makes it easy to get the designer blinds and shades you've always wanted without the designer price tag. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know Dr. Drew sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. 
Soothe is an on-demand massage service that lets you experience a relaxing massage in the comfort of your own home, office, or hotel. Wherever you are, they come to you. It's crazy. We've been using them for years. My wife and I book right from your phone or on the web or the Soothe app. Connects you with one of their hand-selected, highly skilled massage therapists in a little as an hour. I'm telling you, I looked in these guys quite some time ago. That's why you've been using them. They are a high-quality group of therapists. Massage therapists. $25 off your first massage right now if you use the code DREW, D-R-E-W. Now, obviously, it is a stressful time, and we all store that in our body. Well, book your Soothe Massage as early as 8 a.m. or as late as midnight. Choose the type of massage you want, the gender of your therapist, the date and time. In as little as one hour, a vetted Soothe therapist will arrive with everything you need to relax. It includes the massage table, the music, everything, oil. It's all in one stop, and they come to you. Soothe offers four massage types, including Swedish, deep tissue, sports, and even prenatal. They even offer couples massages, so check that out. It's available in over 55 countries across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and even Australia, so you can relax anytime, even when you're traveling. Soothe now has an exclusive offer to our listeners. As I said, $25 off your first massage if you use the code DREW, D-R-E-W. Download Soothe, S-O-O-T-H-E, and enter the code DREW, and you'll get $25 off your first massage. This is a serious deal. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. I promise. Soothe. Spa quality, massage anytime, anywhere that soothe. How did Poop Talk come into being? It was cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, our friend Aaron Feldman, who's the director, he came to us and he said, I want to make a movie, a documentary. I want you guys to help me make this movie about poop. And we were like, yeah, yeah probably not. Probably no, thanks. Not our first initially said no. And he said, well, why don't you think about it over the weekend and come and tell me what is the type of movie you would want to make on this subject? So huh. we... So we talked about it and we said, I wonder if we could. We really did grapple with it that weekend because we went back I, and forth. I'd be forth. curious to know what kinds of things came across your Well, we mind, said, your well, we said, would we, number one, that's not necessarily like what we do. People don't think about that when you think about the, our comedy. And we, we said, could we do this the right way? I mean, would we be able to do a good hand- job? Or is this, is this a better documentary handled by you, somebody or, else? Or are you, sir, just going to do a shit project? Yeah, right. so you can do a shitty I'm doing job. Shitty job so. You want to do a shitty job on a shit movie? So mm-hmm. we said, uh, so we actually talked about it. We said, what would be the movie out of this that we would want to see? So we said, I wonder if we could get our funny friends and smart friends and people who we know have something interesting to say. Because we see comedians kind of as like amateur anthropologists. Well, I was going to say that. Let me me sidebar this for a second and just say that that's true. And what I find in good comedians when they come up with a great thing, it's based on a great observation that is true that people miss. Yes. And it it rings so Vivid and true, and you either miss or they experience and know, you know the inherently, truth of it, and then it. I, mean, I, I like because a certain amount of surprise in comedy, like well, aha, that gives you the zing, the uh-huh. reward. Yeah, and I think some of that is, oh my god, how did I? That's so true. How did I miss that? That's right, totally. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so with that in mind, we said, how would our funny friends deal with something like this? So we would actually want to have a real honest discussion with them. And we know they'll be funny. And so we said, that's a movie we want to do. Came back to him and he said, that's a movie. I want to make that movie. Let's make that movie. And so we started contacting all of our friends. We contacted you. We contacted Adam. We contacted all of our comedians that we knew. And everybody said, sure, let's do it. I mean, we were amazed. We thought we'd get like 50% of the people be like, nah. 98% 98% of the people that could do it. As I remember the experience, you made it very easy, too, well, by the way. Yeah. That, I mean, we was tried very, to. that was really made it go, I think. 
I think so too. We we wanted to run conduct yeah. the interviews. We based. I mean, we've known you for a while. Yeah. So for us to sit down and talk to you about something, it was a very much a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then what comes off on screen is how comfortable you were. Yeah, you look comfortable and great, and like you're. It's like you're just having a very normal conversation. Yeah. It felt that way throughout the whole film, and I think that's why it works. People yeah, were willing to be vulnerable and talk about. So then we when we finished it, we thought. Okay, this is going to – I mean, we didn't do it for much money. We thought, all right, this is not going to be anything. It will be what it is and it probably won't even make a splash. And Or people won't even want to pick it up and move it forward. But then it got picked up. It's so funny because the person at Preferred Entertainment, which did Jiro Dreams of Sushi and Arrival and all these other great movies, he watched the movie and he said, I love it, but I can't walk down my hallway to my – in my office and tell people we gotta, we're going to do a movie about poop. It just seems so I, – I don't think I could do it. He goes back to his family that night and he sits down at dinner and they're talking about what did you look at today? Mm. What did you see? And yeah. he's like, I saw this interesting movie about poop. The, the whole family the started whole, talking. The rest of the conversation, yeah. it opened up in this thing and he thought, okay, this might be a movie where people just – it gets people talking. So it, he picked it back up and then WME and then here, here, then Comedy Dynamics and then suddenly now it's in theaters. This is something the, we did not Well, expect. the theatrical lease is crazy. That's it's crazy. crazy. Ten <laughs> cities in a, like wow. one theater. I mean, here it's in like the Lemley wow. Santa Monica in LA. In New York, it's in the Village East. Cool, like in Detroit, yeah. Cleveland, Kansas Some great City, cities, but kind of all over the country in these like cool theaters. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I would say this. If I were... If I were at a movie and I in an independent movie theater and I saw a trailer for this movie with all the people that are in it, Kumail yeah. Nanjiani, Pete Holmes, like you. Nicole Byer, you, Adam, like all these great people, I probably would want to see what this movie was yeah. all about. Yeah. Plus, it's a universal subject that everybody does. And it seemed like everybody, all the comedians were people that been – Lack of a better word, hot for the last like two years. Yes, yeah. you, you, you got like people that are on people's minds recently. Well, yes. we shot with Kumail yeah. pre the big yeah. sick, and then boom, yeah. explosion. And so for me, for people who didn't know Kumail before and now know him through his movie, mm-hmm. he is speaking very honestly about his own sort of <laughs> grappling with. There was a moment, and he talks about it in the movie where he did not want to shit when he was a kid and he would thought he if he only ate a certain amount of food it was like it was like a Pakistani (laughs) eating disorder (laughs) whatever if I could eat just one less grape you should know there's a whole obsessive compulsive disorder component or theory about that yeah holding your shit holding your shit yeah only eating the amount that you feel like your body there's a theory it's psychoanalytic theory that Kids get upset because they feel like they're losing a part of themselves. Yeah. yeah. They're losing a piece down the toilet. <laughs> I want, I mean, there's that aspiration. Um, you know, again, you've, I wonder what is the psychology of, is there a feeling of like, this is part of my own death, that part of me is leaving me? Yeah. There's, that children will wave at it sometimes as it goes by as though it's <laughs> something they, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's, yeah. I, I guess part of self is equivalent to grief, right? Right. Yeah. Here's what's amazing the truth of the matter is, and we talked about this with you, if you're pooping, it your means your body working. is working. Yeah. I actually just studied with my daughter. She had a science test this morning, my 10-year-old daughter. It was everything. It was like, <laughs> how does food – what yeah. – you know, literally it started with Amylase what do the, the cells yeah. do. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah, the food, it goes, goes into the mouth. The teeth crunch mm-hmm. it down. Then it turns into the wet saliva. Mm-hmm. It goes through the esophagus and it goes down. Then – the nutrients get out. They mm-hmm. go to the cell. They go through the small intestine wall, and then what's left is this kind of wet mass of a thing. The water gets removed, and then it's solid waste. And then it goes through. The- I was like, that is as scientific as it gets. They say you eliminate it. There's the elimination of it. Mm-hmm. It's very and to me, listening, watching, kind of helping her study for this test and going through all these terms. I'm like, 
Yeah, the body is a fascinating thing in oh, that it can Jesus. can do all of well, those things with every little without piece you even of thinking. Food. But what the complex part is what happens at every little columnar cell in the small bowel and how different nutrients get through in different ways and what happens to them. It's How does big, it determine, okay, this is something I need. Insanely complicated. Yeah, and, and make the differentiation it, it, between each one. It's not thinking. No, it, it's, it's just... All osmotic gradients and these active transport mechanisms. And but a decision has to be made. Our system is in place. There, 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 are, there are energetics, like flows of energy, thermodynamics, right? right. Energy states flowing. and. But isn't that just, it, to me, is mind-blowing in the yeah. chemistry of it, or at least where it's like, it's almost you feel like there's a doorway. and, and it, and it there's okay, Some you, of it's a, a You tube. go this way and you some go this way. Some of it's that. Some of it's little things that come out and grab it and bring it in. Some of it is, <laughs> no. it depends on what... It, going after it is it is fascinating and so whenever you do poop and ever you do yep. exactly it comes out the way it should mm-hmm. there's and no blood what, in it what i find bizarre is how people are so preoccupied with the colon right which 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 job is to just pull the water out of that wet matter that's all it does that's all to it make it solid. The water out that's, that's right. right and people are like that's what i got gotta have an enema and i gotta get it out of there and, yeah. and i have sludge and blah, blah, blah. You have nothing. You have no. what you're supposed to have. Your body's it's, doing it's a it. Perfect. The, sm- the small intestine to me is a little bit more fascinating. It's way more what complicated. It, what it can do. Way more complicated. Way more complicated. Yeah. Again, this is what I learned from studying with my daughter this morning <laughs> on her stupid science. <laughs> and, and different different parts of it do different things. Oh yeah. Through so. I mean, you're talking to our father, who sadly is no longer with us, died of colon cancer. And hey, get you, you, you've got the bad Ashkenazi Jews. That, that's right. That I've he got. just had his. I just got a colonoscopy. But you should good. get the genetic testing done, which uh, a, a patient of mine is a geneticist, and she recommended this thing called color.com. Mm-hmm. And it's 250 bucks. Yeah. And if one of you should do it. Yeah. And, and, then, and then if you're a positive, They'll do 50, first degree relatives for fifty dollars. Oh, that's so, nice. So we'll there you it. go. And I'm going to do it. You give me the it information. It does the thirty most common cancer causing genes. Turns out I have a, what's called MSH six. Mm-hmm. So I have to get colonoscopies and upper endoscopies every year. Oh, oh so, so, yeah. I so, thought Trump was trying to get so rid of MSH six. Oh, that was <laughs> no, that's five thirteen. Yes, All right, whatever. So. so should you get a Lynch syndrome or Broca mm-hmm. or something? Let me know. We okay. will. We'll share our misery. Uh, maybe we all go in together. I just set up Adam's colonoscopy. I just set it up. So I, you know what? I kind of like. My colonoscopy, and I will tell you that I had a, and I talked about this before. What's I had wrong a, with you. I did one five, six years ago, as soon as our father had passed away, and I, you had to drink all that. They have a better way now. They have a better way now. I was like, as I was doing it, I'm like, I hope to God the next time I do this, there's a and better way than just literally pounding this yourself. terrible it's, liquid. This, well, you're drinking like ocean. It's like yeah, the seawater taking gigantic gulps of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was specifically yeah. drinking from a conch shell. That was weird. That was a bad call. Yeah, bizarre. But uh, yes, now it's different. It's a much low, lower deal. It's, you drink actual water after you take some stuff, and you don't. That's like. right. That's right. Uh, and uh, what was I? Oh, and the uh, Michael Jackson's milk. If you can get that, it's pretty good. What's Michael Jackson's milk? Propofol. Propofol. I thought you had to just for right. a while lay Before down next I to Corey that, Feldman. I had and yes. fentanyl, and I felt like hell after that propofol last time. Oh, hey, fentanyl is what they gave my wife when she was giving birth. You yeah, know, that I hate stuff that. is Oof. just. Oof. Well, it is. Uh, it is fascinating, and and I will say that after doing this movie and making the movie, I am more open to talking about it, mm. and I feel like I've become a little well, more was, open with what my was habits. crazy. Is really you yes, I am not joking. I open with your habits. Yes, I have been more open to. I was more of a private pooper. I would. I would. <laughs> shit in my son's bathroom which has now led him to shit in our bathroom which uh-huh. is kind of like I guess like, like retribution bathroom musical chairs yeah 
So but, like some sort of weird because like, I was cat, like cat shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to wreck my bathroom that I share with my wife. And so, but Ooh, since that, we're I, learning a little other things here about yeah, the, the exactly the, the power of his uh, work. Yeah, well, yeah, and I said ruin your wife's bathroom, right? But I was like, you know what? This is natural, and and maybe I being hard on myself, and maybe it's you know the smell goes away, and I just should be more open about it. And just and by the way, with all that colon cancer stuff, you should be taking prebiotics and and bulk and all that kind of stuff too. I should. You know, I Definitely some, take some Metamucil or some sort of psyllium husk or something. Yes. There's all kinds of good stuff you can take. You should be yes. taking all of that stuff. You too. But, but you do. <laughs> you well, too. I you say mean, we should be taking. Okay. Bono and the Edge should be but, taking. Yeah. But the, but the idea that well, the like. people with the family history of colon cancer. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. You know, yes, when, yes. but we right. sat down and you talked to like, you know, Pete Holmes has been a friend of ours for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and talked to him and he's like, yeah, I make a great shit. And I asked my wife to come over and look oh, at that, it. That's a, that is a classic male move. Okay. Did you see the South Park where Randy takes the gigantic. Oh my God. You now you have to see this. <laughs> now I have to see it. No, <laughs> I Because he's didn't. literally like, oh my God. Wait, Sharon, Sharon, come here. <laughs> so he shares it come with Come take her. a look at the turd of the and century. The, and, but, and by the way, these guys have a meditation room upstairs in their house. They're evolved they're very, people. They're very evolved people. To me, it doesn't feel very caveman. It felt like a very evolved thing. And I was like, wow, you guys have that sort of a relationship where you invite her to look at your shit and – that's something I never knew about him, and it took sitting down and interviewing for this. Is she a comedian too? No, no. no. But it took sitting down and interviewing him for this movie to I get that. I don't think I could have lived through my life had I not learned that. That and that made my life meaningful now to Thank know you. that he shows his shit to his wife. I mean, every once in a while, <laughs> every once in a while, if it's a good <laughs> one, not every time. You know, what I, I, I will say that I now, if I have a great shit and it feels really like good, and it was like aced it, walked out of the bathroom, I will share that information. What's extra super bizarre about this conversation right now is that I strangely have developed a preoccupation, no, no, sh- no, no shit, shit, no shit, with the TV show Shit's Creek. Oh my god! <laughs> great, great I show. love that show. It's my, my, Eugene Levy. I, my, I know. My wife and I. My son is really good on there too. Unbelievable. So good. So funny. I mean, Chris like, so good. I, the acting and all of them, and the, the daughter, the one who plays the daughter, great. so good. And, and Eugene Levy's daughter is Twyla. The, in the yeah. What I the know. hell? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Famous and great. talented family. Because and we it watched doesn't always 30 go that way. episodes in three days. <laughs> I, I kid you not. That's awesome. It is a weird preoccupation. It's right? Strangely, a, it's about shit. Shit. Shit's town. See, shit's it's creek. in the air. It's, it's in the air. Mayor shit at Shit's Creek. It's in the air. It's a sign for this movie. I'm telling you, we're, this is coming out on President's Day weekend. What, what better way to honor our current president than to watch a February movie about 16th. Shit. Oh. Right? Huh? Yeah. Right? I, no, too bad he can't go on Howard Stern anymore because you know he could talk about that. I'm sure he's taken some shits that he makes everyone look at. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. I'm e- talking he about, makes like, everyone in his cabinet look at it and stand up and clap for it. Yeah. You got it. He, he's not clapping. It's like the scene from Blazing Saddles. I didn't I get, get a, a rump, rump out of that guy. guy. Give the governor a rump. Are we really? Is that the guy? Come That's on. what we've come to. Didn't Lyndon Johnson, isn't he famous for having held cabinet meetings while he took a shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not kidding. Isn't I that, believe you. I, I, believe I don't know true. that. That's I, fantastic. I that, to me, feels like a very, like, a Texas person. Yeah, yeah. That. Door yeah. open. And eating What's probably it? something else while Gary, he's going. can you check that out for me? I don't want that. Thumbs up on that. That's truthful. It apocryphal. But I was imagining he's, like, eating, like, Texas toast while he's taking a shit. Like, just nonstop. Have you ever eaten anything while you're taking a shit? No. Sure. Eat while you've taken a shit? I'm sure. Yeah. So for me- What is Texas toast? Texas, Texas toast is like a thick. big, thick, kind of brioche-style piece toast. of toast. Just like slathered in butter yeah, while yeah. he's taking a right, dump. You were, you were, you were, you were so, eating and shitting? No, I'm not eating and shitting, but like 
to that end, I was also, for some reason, I didn't love like pooping in public or whatnot. My kids opened me up a little bit. This movie opened me up so much more because we did this movie. Then I went on a river rafting trip where like you have to – the a There's yes. a thing called – you're with we were with five other families. There's a thing called the Groover, which is basically a bucket. And they put Groover. a little – The Groover. The Groover. You put a little <laughs> – You put a little <laughs> – Yeah. Uh, put, a little, put a little tent around it, but it's uh-huh. wide open and you're just looking out at it. Oh, and God, I will say good. some of the greatest – some uh-huh. of my favorite moments on that trip – was just sitting in the Groover and just ha- after I had a nice big cup of coffee, listening just to the the creek, listening to the water, yeah. the river, the Snake River go by while I made my own snake. It was wonderful. Oh. Look, the shit, the when co- that is coffee second gift, really. Yeah, well, they tastes used to, good, and then it cleans it, you. It out. used to be recommended by physicians as a laxative. Back coffee. Back. Yeah, I'm sure now everybody says don't do it, but don't drink what. Don't coffee. drink coffee as a laxative, but is uh, it? It is a laxative. I mean, it just can't, happens to, to be. To me, it's like every morning is like the last 15 minutes of the TV show Hoarders. I'm just like, get it all out. Well, let's get it, it out. there's something called the gastrocolic shit. reflex, right? which is when you put something warm on your stomach, it causes what's called a mass movement with the things to move down into the ampulla. Now you guys are getting deep there into this. There we go. This, this is so deep in it. <laughs> so, Wait, we, didn't we talk about like the poop uh, transplants with oh, you? No, we did not. I, well, we maybe we, we did. We talked back, about it yeah. in the movie, yeah, yeah. but like- what, where have we gone from it's there? It's become standard care. Standard care. Yeah, yeah. It's explain it. really Just working. explain I it again. I will take your poop out and exchange it with the poop Better of this poop. gentleman over here. It's, it's really it's the bacteria in your poop, mm-hmm. and it's the and it's in a pill. You don't. It doesn't really. You know, it's not like not like you're, not taking, like you're taking a log and replacing it. You know, like like a silly putty rolling it up and <laughs> jamming it into. It. So it's in pill form, but it's yeah. other bacteria yeah. from other poop yeah. that yeah. somehow colonize. Colonized. And it works. It's for C. C difficile. God damn it. Uh, Clostridium difficile overgrowth. And By the way, uh, who, like, what was the moment at which that worked? You know what I mean? Like, who was like, I have an idea. Let's get someone else's shit and put it I, in I, your ass. And we, then we'll- the Clostridium has been getting so resistant and people have been getting so desperate. I could see where that would occur pretty easily to somebody. Like, how are we going to get the back? Let's get some real bacteria, bacteria back in that gut. Right, right. And uh, we could probably package it in a something. And they, 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 I'm sure they weren't even thinking about the poo part. It was just right. the bacteria. It's right. just all about you the bacteria. You put it in a pill. Yeah. I mean, if so, I, look, I, I know people who, if they said, you're going to eat the placenta of your child, you would say, no way. That, Try this pill over here. Right, right. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. Right. So You're I mean, fine with it. So right. again, you mentioned- There's a weird. There's another movie in that, I think. Oh, well, I Not just the placenta thing, but the idea of we take a pill with anything in anything. it. Anything. I mean, okay, so but you mentioned the, opi- this. You you mentioned, the opioid crisis at the beginning. Okay. Okay, and, and you know, we do a sports podcast and we, you know- Talk deeply about the issues, certainly in the NFL, about opi- you know players taking opioids for pain and mm-hmm. whatnot, hydrocodone. If they made and and there are some athletes because they live in towns like in Colorado where mm-hmm. you can smoke weed, mm-hmm. and a lot of them say that is better for my pain. Good, I actually take feel it. better. Yes. Take it. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. A lot of times that is not the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they are not available. Not with True Car. Of course, I'm talking about True Car. You get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by True Car, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a True Car certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Yeah, you know, and we talk about it all the time. Using True Car, you can easily find the car you want. Next, True Car, TrueCar.com or True Car app will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. 
Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 3,000 True Car Certified Dealers are available nationwide. You will get to work directly with a True Car Certified Dealer that you may contact with. And True Car users are more likely to enjoy a faster, better buying experience when they contact a True Car Certified Dealer. And on average, you can expect to save over $3,000 off MSRP. Once you register, you'll see a real price on actual inventory. Hook up with that True Car certified dealer. Have a better buying experience. True Car, go to the truecar.com or True Car app. Do what I'm telling you. I want to tell you about Health IQ. They use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for the health conscious people, it includes runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. These savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Health IQ can help save our customers up to 33% because Of course, physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. They maintain their weight more appropriately in a more appropriate range, and they're, of course, training their cardiovascular system. This is from a study done by Warburton et al. in 2006. It's like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, right? Makes sense. Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. All you got to do is go to healthiq, H-E-A-L-T-H-I-Q dot com slash Drew. Makes perfect sense. It's an insurance company that helps the health-conscious people like yourself, renters, cyclists, weightlifters, vegans, vegetarians, helps you guys get lower rates on your life insurance. All you got to do is go to healthiq.com slash Drew. Check it out. See if you qualify. What do you got to lose? What if you did, you made pills look exactly like Vicodin and you stuck them in pill bottles that looked exactly like the Vicodin pill bottles, but they were made of THC or whatever, whatever you would need. And you said, and doctors prescribed that to NFL players and said, take this for your pain. I believe that to a person, they would all say, fine, because it looks like all the other medicine I take. Do you know what I'm saying? Psychologically. First of all, ethically, we can't do that, number one. Unless, oh, I know. You tell it, them what it is, okay. but I'm just saying okay. like but, – but, but, And it might have some added bang because they are so attuned condition to the, the opioid. But it is different. It and, is different. And some people have no effect on it. it some no people have good pain control. Some people have – it's really Cannabis is a weird drug and it affects – your genetic very much alters how, how it affects you. So, and okay. all over the map in terms of whether you like it, whether it makes you high, whether it makes you anxious, whether it gives you good pain control. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a complicated thing. But for those that are prone to a good effect – I think you'd enhance the good effect by doing that. Yeah, if, if particularly like the opiates, and, and have also, less of a addictive sort of di- different addictive element, different different quality to it. And I and for the record, much rather have somebody taking cannabis than opiate. Much, 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 much. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether they get addicted to it or not, I don't care. Yeah. I'd much rather than taking the, yeah. the cannabis than the opiate. Is there I a mean, difference op- in like the effects or the benefits as to if it's smoked or ingested? In terms of pain, yeah. You're getting much higher levels when you ingest yes, it. Yes, when you yeah. eat it. And, and right. you, it's harder to control and stuff too. So most people like smoking because they can adjust it better. Yeah. yeah. And opioids, if we're going back to pooping, I mean that will stop you the hell up forever. Oh, I mean the, the, that's the, the, just listen, the worst. Listen, the, the, t- the TV commercials for how yeah. to deal with the opioid-induced bowel mm-hmm. con- constipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. Now we've got medicine. Now we've built a whole other uh, industry uh, for – Come on. Don't even like go there. I've, I'm, I'm On my website, I'm writing a ultimate opiate uh, saga. Stop yeah. taking – how the poppy got used back in 
prehistoric era. old days. And I'm taking it all the way to how do we got in this mess today. And, mm. I, and I witnessed it happen. I know exactly how it happened, and people don't understand it. Worse now than 20 years ago when we were – Oh, yeah. Well, no, we're, no, we're – well, the, adult, the teenagers aren't still with it. Teenagers have stopped. It just stopped outright, and they were where the new Why ones were that? coming from. Because they're looking at everybody dying, and they got the message. Really? Teenagers are – oh, yeah, yeah. They're just smarter. They're just, they just, just got the message. They right. got this will kill you, killing everybody, killing their aunts and uncles and blah, blah, blah. I will not do that. Wow. Uh, so they're, they're not doing that. And the, the crazy thing is that our biggest previous opiate epidemic was in the 1890s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had something to do with the Civil War. Exactly what – now that I researched a little bit, it's not – Was not Industrial Revolution based? No, well, what happened was – no, it's a little complicated. So morphine sulfate came along, okay? And that was sort of during the Civil War and they were using it liberally during the Civil War. So people get injured, they get a morphine drip? No, 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 no. There was no IV. Not even that. They just invented the hypodermic needle during oh, the Civil War. And- well, yeah. but they hadn't didn't have any. They didn't have any of the syringes. They didn't have any of the stuff. They didn't have any way of dissolving it. So they were using it sort of powders and orally and all kinds of funky ways. And laudanum had been around for a while, which is sort of an opium-like product. They're using a lot of that. But they didn't have much of it. They didn't have a lot of it. So they didn't get a lot of addiction. After the Civil War, all the ladies who lost husbands, it looks like that's where it really broke out. Really? Mm-hmm. And it got going in the wow. – all the trauma from the war wow. as people started using it for this and that. And that's the addiction took up. Then when the doctors who were creating the addiction took a good look at it, they went, oh, shit. Well, first of all, it was working pretty well for alcoholics We turned because alcoholics are really objectionable. Now they're all morphine addicts. They turned all their alcoholics into morphine, morphine addicts because they were more easy. They were nicer yeah. than when they were on alcohol. So they, <clears throat> they, they, they were treating alcoholics with morphine. Then they started treating morphine with amphetamines. And to get them uppers. No. To, to, they thought they just string it. It's what we're doing today. We're doing the same effing thing. Which Moving we, we just move from, from one, one to the next. To the and next. so the cannabis is kind of the same thing, but at least a weaker version of a it. You're, weaker, you're kind of trying to yeah. land it a little right. bit. Right. But this is something medicine has always done. It's they, this fantasy that we can treat addiction with another with drug. With another addiction. And end up addicting them to something. Anyway, this was going on in the 1890s. The Kerosene Narcotic Act kicked in because – they were doctors were screwing it up so badly. The government had to get involved with it. Oh my God. And finally, you can find these documentations, these papers of people, doctors saying, "Well, this is bad. Doctors have created this. This is really our problem. But we better just make sure we don't get any more of these. Let's not do this anymore." Wink, wink. We'll see how the rest of them make do. By them, you know, they just let them all die. Oh my God. They just let the, and, and we. I believe we are doing something similar now. Just letting people – We're not properly treating them. We're not properly treating them. So. Saying, okay, let's move on is essentially what they're saying. Like we can't fix this It's this like round. let's just make sure we don't get any more addicts. Added. Right. And wink, wink. You know, let's Jesus. just make sure we don't create any more of this. Wow. And we'll struggle along with the ones we got. We don't really Is there a way – I mean, though, how do people get themselves out of it? That's just my question. They don't themselves. They need other people. You need other people. They you need, need to be help. away for a long time. It takes a long – there's many different ways right now. Uh, there's all kinds of ideas and all kinds of <laughs> – Things um, I, I you know I'm interested in people to re, re, um, being restored to full flourishing life. Right. Uh, Maybe even better than before they got addicted, right. which is what recovery looks like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that is abstinence based. Yeah. I'm not interested in methadone and suboxone, though they're fine to detox people for a few days if somebody wants to do that. I have no objection. Mm-hmm. But those replacement therapies, unless it's somebody who's failed and is unwilling to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Then and your goal should still be to get to abstinence. eventually get eventually. to the place and when you do you got to work hard it's a lot of work for a long time I again I have uh, relatives we have relatives my wife's got relatives that were in you know said they're they're in recovery but also 
in recovery for alcohol, but then taking head operations no. and whatever, and you're like, well, it's nope. not a full not thing out. there. Not not a full thing. It's just going to go. It's going to go bad. Or it's no, going, going to something bad. else. It's going into something yeah. else. That's a, that's a not a recovery because that's not being honest. And it's a, it's, it's a, a whole thing. thing. Hey, good times, my people. Yeah, good times. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> They're so funny, dude. Such a such a great. Again, I can't thank you enough for being in this movie. It's my pleasure. I know you're going to the premiere for it, like right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a screening, screening or whatever. Screening tonight. If people are fans of yours and what you do on. On this show, they'll love this movie. I think they're just going to laugh and enjoy there's it. There's something familiar about this film for now. Mm-hmm. I, aside yes. from the fact that there's people that they'll recognize and been yeah. excited about for the last couple of years. Right. There's something very like now about this film. That's I, I what I took so away. Too. And uh, so I, 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 that's why it's getting all this reach. Can I, can I see it on like Netflix or Hulu or something? Or what do it, I do? I think in about – first of all, you can get it video on demand if it's not in your city. I don't even know what that means. VOD it? means if whatever cable company, DirecTV and whatever you have. So it will show up on the – s- If you go on to your demand thing and type in poop talk. Okay. You can, you can see it on iTunes. If you go to does, iTunes. does Amazon have it on demand? Or? I think that's they where, will. I think that's they where will. I get all my demand stuff. Yeah. They, like. they may be able to do it. Now, I think there's a window for it to be released, and then it will probably be on Amazon. Okay. And, and But it might be on Amazon right away. All I know is it's on iTunes. That's one thing. Ah, so you can okay. get it on iTunes. If okay. you're not one of the 10 cities, or if you're one of the 10 cities, go to the theater. Go to the theater and see it. See with other people. I will say it's what's cool about it, having seen it in theaters, it's fun to watch a whole theater of people laugh a bunch of times Well, I was going to say, I was hoping you had seen it to know that what that must be very so satisfying. once, yeah, in uh, New York at the Long Island Film or the uh, Lower East Side Film Festival, you know, as we are quickly becoming a society of people who are just on their phones and very mm-hmm. individually doing things. Mm-hmm. As comedians, we love going into a and town doing a, and doing a set of comedy to hear a whole room laugh. It's a big deal. Feels like a bit of a dying, like a communal art. experience. It's a communal experience where everyone's experience. That's why it's fun to see live music and it's fun to kind of you know. But a live music, a lot of times people are on their phones. It's such a weird thing. Laughter requires attention and everybody doing something at the same time. There is that communal experience. Going to see a movie in a movie theater, same deal. Mm-hmm. I just, I absolutely love it when everybody, horror movies and comedy are the best because their reactions are so visceral. You're yes. laughing, you're jumping out of your seat. Yes. Both things are amazing. We, we do need to share more as human beings. Agreed. Just, that's a general note. And so why not? Around poop and around comedy. One quick comedy story about Corolla and observations in cities. We were in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't know he did what you're talking about, but I'm seeing now he just does these observations like you're talking about and tries to make stories out of it. Mm -hmm. We were uh, in Salt Lake City. They have like big, huge, beautiful boulevards. You look like you'd eat off them. Yeah. But on each side with a crosswalk, there's a a flag. You can pick up the flag as as a pedestrian and hold it over your head and walk to the other side and put the flag in a little what? box on the other side, a little, little, little like capture PVC the flag. pipe. Well, what's even what Corolla was like? They're there. How long are they? They're, they stay there. Yeah, he goes to Los Angeles in seven minutes. That'd be a shiv. It'd be <laughs> they would they'd shave off the end. And boom, that'd be the someone end. would write Lakers on it and stick it in their car. Right. And drive a little absolutely. puppet on this flag. Uh huh. Exactly. All right. I know you guys got to go. I'm I'm dragging this out, but that's is this is it. Let's uh, see you at Sklarbla's. S K L A R is the Twitter. Super Sklar. Supersclars.com for screening info. Yeah. Is that the only website? Is there That's the website? website. And uh, follow us on Instagram. We're at Sklar Brothers. Te- television as well. coming out we should look for? Uh, TV stuff coming up. We have a new stand up special. We're not sure exactly where it's going to come out. We're we'll waiting in like two weeks. Is that the one connected to That's No, it's a, a different, different one. one. One that we shot last year, and we're waiting to see where it's going to land. Oh, guys, so this is going to be a nice, fun six months for you guys. Good for us. Good for you. All right, Thank you. See you soon. I'll see you all next time. 
For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com.